0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.
1: Bonjour et bonsoir. C'est Simon. Bienvenue dans Le Rendez-vous. Simon is Simon in French. That's where I'm from. And I've been here for 22 years. If it's the first time you join the show, ben, welcome. It's a unique show. <laughs> and not because of my French accent. That's just a flavor, I would say. No, it's because of what we talk about. Love, relationships, and I guess life lesson we've all learned. So if you have a question about your relationships, something you're not sure of, call me, 855-905-8255. You have a question for me about you love life? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Alicia.
2: Bonjour, Simon.
1: What's going on? How can I help you tonight?
2: Well, it's, um, it's a communication issue with my husband. Um, I'm the kind of person who speaks up and asks for what I want and need, and I, I, don't, um, I don't let things kind of Simmer under the surface, and he's more of the type to kind of let things go for a while until he explodes over something seemingly small. Mm -hmm. And I try to encourage him to, you know, let me know if something bothers him or what he wants or needs. But it just seems like I tell him I can't read your mind, you know, and then it's like all of a sudden he'll explode over something, and I'll say, "Well, I didn't even do anything wrong. What? Why are you getting so mad?" And then I realize it was like a series of things that he didn't talk about at the time
1: mm-hmm. um, first of all how does that make you feel when he explodes
2: well I don't like it and sometimes I tell him you know why don't you just admit you're taking your work stress out on me and he says no that's not what it is and that but sometimes it is that and he will admit it but it makes me mm-hmm. feel hurt you know and mm-hmm. I tell him you know why can't you just tell me at the time if something bothers you
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. does it make you feel hurt or does it scare you
2: Oh, I don't get scared. It's not like he's going to be abusive or anything. I, I just feel hurt and confused and misunderstood.
1: I think in this case, y- you need to do it with like uh, almost two people, right? So it's like it would be you, him, and a shrink, a therapist, because you need to be able to say in front of him what you think. He needs to t- to make sure he hears you, but at the same time, you need to hear him too and to make sure that goes orderly. I would really suggest a couple of therapy sessions uh, because – Without him being involved in the process, it's not going to work, right? There's no improvement until both of you are in it. So I think he would be constructive. Do you think you can convince him of such thing?
2: That is a good idea, and we've spoken about it. We just haven't done it yet. But, yeah, I think that could be really helpful. Okay. I think he'd be open to it.
1: Because once you have a good therapist, it's like an arbitrator, and they can say, hey, listen, you got to listen to her, and you're going to say, listen to him and then everybody feels heard and understood, and then we find a compromise. So that's my advice to you. I think it's going to be wonderful. Thank you for calling, and have a good night. You too. You know, talking about couple of therapists, when do you know it's time to actually go see one? Let's talk about what are the conditions or, you know, the events that you think next time, this, we need help. And let's talk about that next. So... I was just talking to Alicia about couple therapy because her husband sometimes yells at her because he feels misunderstood or she thinks it's about projecting on her his workload pressure and she feels lost. Not heard, unfairly attacked. And Maybe he does the same. So what are the conditions in which we have to be realistically say we need help and not pretend we can solve the world together, our own world? The first thing is really... The first thing is when you can't talk together anymore, when you feel you you have reached your limits in terms of being able to have a conversation that is constructive, which is I listen to you first. Second, you listen to me. Third, we take some time off. Fourth, we find a compromise. And that's how we, we resolve crisis. But if you can't talk together because you feel the person is not being fair, you don't feel heard, you feel misunderstood, you feel intimidated. This is the time when you have to have the help of a couple therapist. And then there is another issue of which I would like you to think about to go to couple therapy. I'll tell you that next. So, when is the time to go see a couple therapist? What are the signs? Step number one if you can't talk to each other peacefully, constructively, you need help. No communication, no relationship. The second thing is to learn how to forgive each other. So, sometimes one of us goes too far. Of course, we all think about cheating. That's the obvious. But there is other pain we can inflict to our partner that doesn't involve any third party. We can be mean. We can be tyrannic. We can be uh, shutting them down. We can then make them feel bad. Right. So, at one point, we might need help to say I'm sorry, and the other person needs help to hear it. So that's the two things. If you can't talk alone, go see a couple therapist. therapists. If you need to forgive or to be forgiven and you don't know how to do it just alone, go see a couple therapist therapists because the power of forgiveness and the power of communication are the basis of a healthy long-term relationship. Uh, you call the next. Bonjour, Valérie. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, bonjour. So I understand you have a lovely love story that you'd like to share on the rendezvous and I am all ears.
0: Okay. So I went on a first date with a guy and it was amazing. It was awesome. And, you know, the conversation was awesome. We had tons of chemistry and it just felt like, it just felt good, you know? And Mm -hmm. I'm super busy. So our next date isn't for like another week, week and a half. But every day since the first date, he has sent me pictures or videos of things that remind him of me or us and things that happened on our first date. Like, I love museums. I told him that on our first date, and he went to a museum and took videos and pictures for me since I couldn't Mm -hmm. be there with
1: him. I see. How did that make you feel?
0: Well, like when he sends all those things, like I get, you know, I get butterflies. I feel, (laughs) I feel like I'm on top
1: of the world. Of course, of course. This this is beautiful. I mean, because you know, we hear crazy stories, we hear hard stories, we hear broken stories, and then we hear a story like yours. And it reminds us, you know, it's out there in the universe. So much love every day is being spread, but we don't hear about it enough. So thank you so much for for sharing that story with me on my show. I appreciate it, and I wish you a good night.
0: Thank you for all the advice. This is how I got this wonderful guy. So I appreciate you so much. Oh,
1: well, I'm I'm glad to hear this. Thank you very much. Thank you for that, and you have a good night. Merci (laughs) beaucoup. Coming up, I'm going to go to Atiana Facebook message question. Because her boyfriend and her and the ooh is not really working out. So let's find out the details next. So I got an interesting Facebook message question at the rendezvous show from Atiana who says, Bonjour, Simon. My boyfriend does not reciprocate during pre-ooh-la-la. He says he's just not into it. But I feel like it's unfair. So now how do I get him to be a giver in bed? Yeah, that's a good question. How do you get a partner to be a giver when he or she is not? I'll tell you what I think next. So this is an interesting question, right? Atiana goes, "My boyfriend does not reciprocate during pre-ulala." He's not into it. How can I get him to change, be a giver? I have bad news for you. Atiana, it's impossible. Think about this. If there is one thing in the ulala department you will never do, don't like to do, unthinkable, right? Whatever that is. If somebody would try to make you do this, how would you feel? Resentful and disgusted? I would. When it comes to ulala, either we're into it and we're not. And it's not about giving back, it's about whether we like or not the act itself, the, the thing. So I'd say my advice. Wrong partner. If you don't share the same enthusiasm naturally for an act or the way do you ulala, there's no future. I don't have a magic trick to change somebody's mind about this. Neither would I change your mind. You don't feel like it, don't do it. Sorry, that's my answer. But it will save you a lot of time. You should find somebody who likes the same ulala style than yours. I hope that helps. Call the next. Bonjour Eden.
0: Bonjour Sanan.
1: Bonjour Eden. What's going on tonight? How can I help you?
0: Well I went on a couple dates with this guy and then I had to leave town for a couple weeks and we've been on the phone and he's been really awkward on the phone like has this really fake laugh that he uses and is being super corny and like like saying these lines that are just uncomfortable and I know he's trying really hard and I don't understand why because that's not how he was when we were on a date and I just didn't know if you could help me figure out what is going on and like what I should do about it
1: sure um can you tell me one line is it cheesy what what is that corny like give me an example if you can uh
0: like I was driving back and I it was a road trip and he was like oh, I think I need to take the week off from work and fly down there and help you drive. And I'm like, that's not something you're going to do. Like, what? <laughs> like that's really inconvenient.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I know um, he was
0: being sweet, but... Ugh.
1: So, when he was face-to-face with you, what did you like about him?
0: Well, we had really good conversations, and he's a really good listener, um, he's cute. I don't know. It was just really relaxed and like, like we could kind of had that friend energy, but there was also like a cuteness to him.
1: I see. But did you feel also the spark, uh, the attraction for him?
0: Honestly, Simon, I think so. But now <laughs> I don't even <laughs> remember.
1: Oh, wow, man. Okay. When, when are you going to see him again and physically? When is it possible face-to-face dinner or something? When is that?
0: We made a date to go hiking on Sunday, but there's a part of me that like, really doesn't want to go because I, I can't stand people who are uncomfortable like that.
1: I hear you. Your intuition is telling you to go or not to go?
0: To not go.
1: Well, then do not go because okay. women's intuition is always right all the time so I can't I can't advise you against your intuition because it's against what I believe and I've witnessed over 15 years of doing this show is that women intuition is a tool that is a truth teller that truth teller if you respect it you'll never be in trouble so I just cancel the day to say you you have too much work your family you, you need to help your grandparents whatever get out of it and move on and have no regrets I like being told
0: I'm right Simon this is why I like you
1: Okay. Well, listen, every woman, then that's that's really my message. Who follows her intuition is always right. Plain and simple. All right? So, keep that in mind, then.
0: Thank you, Simon.
1: Coming up, we're going to go check Emily's voicemail about her boyfriend next. So, if you have a question for me, you leave me a voicemail. We'll air the voicemail, and I'll answer on air, just like for Emily's. Take a listen.
3: Bonjour, Simon. This is Emily. I've been dating my boyfriend now for about a year, and he recently asked me to move in with him. And I was excited, but now I'm not really sure. As we've gotten further into the relationship, we're kind of two different people, I've been relying on. You know, I'm really outdoorsy and I like to go out and do stuff. And he's more of an indoorsy, kind of watch movies, be lazy kind of person. And I'm just a little nervous that we're going to be two totally different people and not really get along when we move in together because it's going to be more prominent that our interests are different. So I'm really looking forward to to hearing your advice on this. Um, I really need some guidance. So I can't wait to hear back from you. And thank you for everything you do.
1: Thank you, Emily, for the voicemail. What should you do if you're about to move in with your partner, but you don't share the same interest in life or lifestyle? I'll answer next. So, what should you do if you don't share the same lifestyle, you're about to move in together, you don't have the same interest like Emily? Should you really move in together, or should you stop before it's too late? Right, Emily has like outdoorsy, her boyfriend is indoorsy. She said... He's like lazy things. He likes lazy things. That's what's funny. Anyway, listen, the bad news is, it's not the one for you because if you don't share the same lifestyle a little bit or the common interest, it's going to get worse with time. you got to have some things in common besides the romance, the ooh even the love. Because reality is, we can't spend all day long say, I love you, I love you too, I love you, I love you too, I want you, I want you. No. If you want to go hiking and the person hates hiking, and the person wants to play chess and you hate chess and on and on and on, tell you what, it's going to be a long, difficult road. So I'm saying don't move in with him and give yourself a little time to wonder, should you stay with somebody who has not at all the same interest and lifestyle than you? And then you decide what to do. You call the next. Any questions about your relationship? Call me now, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Tara.
3: Bonjour Simon.
1: Bonjour Tara. What's going on? How can I help you?
3: Um, I've just been dating a guy for a month, and it was going okay for the first two, two or three weeks. And just lately, past couple of days, he's showing I what might be signs of possessiveness. I don't know. I don't know if I'm reading my gut, so I need your you know objective opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, we usually text at some point in the night and say hey, have a good night or talk to you tomorrow or whatever. And I did that the other night because I was going to be out late with friends and texted him and said, you know, going to have a late night, talk to you sometime tomorrow, whatever. And he called me back at 1230, and I had been home and, you know, just getting ready to go to sleep. And was all, well, I, you know, I want to know that you're home and safe and, and ready to go to bed, and I want to talk to or text or whatever right before you go to sleep. And I man, my stomach just turned over. That's how, you know, what a strong reaction Mm -hmm. I had to that. I didn't like Mm -hmm. it. Is it just me or what?
1: (laughs) Well, tell me, how did that make you feel?
3: Well, it made me feel like he was trying to control me, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was so strong a feeling. That's what surprised me, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely. And controlling was an agenda. Mm, yeah yeah why would you want to stay with a man like that?
3: Thank you, yes, exactly. That's what I've been asking myself.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the red flag is you know so big that um and you picked up on it, and i I picked up on it too. I think you got no business because the guy's gonna try to be so controlling and it's only the beginning, and God knows what he has in mind,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I don't I don't want any part of that. So I you know, I just wanted a gut check, I think. So that's good.
1: <laughs> that's that's also what I'm here for. So Tara, you know what to do. Find somebody else good, a good guy, and you'll be happy. Thank you so much for your call and good luck to you.
3: Thank you, Simon.
1: Anytime. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. Hey, would you rather leave with your partner and see each other every day or leave separately and see each other three times a week? Every day, three times a week. Let's talk about that next. Would you rather live with your partner and see each other every day or, if it was up to you, live separately and see each other only three times a week? Some people have said to me during this show, you know, every day is too much. Some people have said it's not enough. I want to be all the time with my partner. And some people can't stand their partner more than a couple of times a week. So I put up my poll at Moneyball Radio and the results are: sixty-two percent of you voted leaves together full time. Thirty-eight percent said, no, 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 no. Let's live separately and see each other three times a week. I like three or four times a week. Uh, I think it can help if if you've been together for a long, long time and you still don't live together. That's the way to go. Otherwise, live together. Merci beaucoup pour être avec moi ce soir. Vraiment merci et à demain.
2: The Rendezvous with Simon
3: Marcel.